Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. Oh, man, what a crazy week uh, we've been having down here in uh, South Florida. Well, I mean, you know, South Florida is always crazy, but um, personally, me and my wife and our family has just been having a, uh, a crazy week. Um, we had a loss in the family. Three cheers to him, and I'm sure he's listening from the great beyond. Well, no, I, I hope he's doing something more interesting. Um, but he might be, because our guests today are very interesting, very interesting. They star in a, uh, a brand-new um, horror movie that um, uh, I would say is it's paranormal horror, uh, which I love. I'm a sucker for my wife especially. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, she was into this film. We both were. Uh, it was fantastic. We watched it uh, the other, oh, I think it was Monday night we watched this. might have been Sunday. Um, but, yeah, we just loved it. We loved it. It's called Hell's Half Acre. And we've got uh, the stars Quinn Nerhu, I hope I'm saying that right, and Bren uh, Breveridge. I hope I'm saying that right. I <laughs> Beverage, just like a drink. All right, well, there you go. There you go. Wow. Nice. Nice. Quinn, I hope I didn't carve your last name up there. We got Quinn Nair. Nair. Quinn Nair. I love it. Nice. Nice. Man, with names like these guys, you have to be movie stars, you know? I mean, come (laughs) on. What else are you going to do? I don't know. Assassins, maybe. Who knows? knows? (laughs) So you both are from uh, the Chicago area, right? Are you living in the Chicago area? Yeah, I'm from out, yeah. a little bit outside Chicago in St. Charles, actually. Okay, okay. And Quinn, you, we were talking a little bit before the show. You uh, originally um, Metro Detroit, right, and then headed over, took that six-hour drive over the 94, and uh, yeah, I'm over yeah, here. Yeah, you know, a, a quick, quick drive from Gross Point, Michigan, to uh, Chicago, the natural next step. <laughs> Lakeshore Drive, man. I'm telling you. I am telling you. Oh, man. No, Chicago's great. When I, no, I'm a, a lot, I was going to say a little bit older than you guys, but no, I'm a lot older than you guys. But back in the day, um, we used to go to Chicago at least once a month because uh, there was a club there you've never heard of called Medusa's, and that was the place, man. We would go over and get, they'd let us guest DJ, pay us 100 bucks. It was awesome. Um, it was worth the well, 12 hours there and back. But, um, man, we really, I don't know. We didn't know anybody. It was just cool. Cool going to a new place. Yeah, it's, you a, know? it's a fun town. It's a very fun place. So you guys mm-hmm. got to guest DJ at the place, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't know what we were doing. We were horrible at it. You know, we. I was notorious. Notorious. I Originally, I wanted to be a DJ, and um, – you know, and I thought I could after getting the little guest DJ spots, but I was so bad at it. I would, I got a job, believe it or not, after that, 
at a, a, a gentleman's club. That's a good word for it. Um, although there weren't a lot of gentlemen in there, um, just a lot of guys. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was terrible. I was terrible. I, the, the girls, you know, at those places go up and dance on the stage. And uh, DJ Jamie would play like a 12-minute remix. And they're like, what are you doing? You're killing us, man. You can't do that. <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> terrible. I almost got beat up by a bunch of strippers. It was terrible. Uh, but I learned. I learned. Anyhow. Anyhow. So you guys decided to be, you know, get into uh, acting and making film and all this and that. Did you, both of you, did you guys know that that's when you were youngsters? This is you know, what the plan was? Yeah, I knew from a young age um, kind of what I wanted to do. I kind of knew um, something in entertainment just because I picked out a class for trying to make people laugh, um, or I would get my desk moved further and further away from other students, slowly closer <laughs> to the door, and then eventually out in the hall. And at that point that I kind of was like, loving the energy of making people laugh and entertaining people. And then as I got older, I learned that thing is a viable career for that. So it was kind of nice. That drew me to it for sure. Yeah. I, was I also work. knew from a younger age, um, definitely high school though is when I really kind of solidified it. I was always inspired by just actors in, in action movies and fantasy movies. And I was like, wow, I want to be part of these wild worlds, you know, and then I started doing theater in high school, and that's really mm. when I started getting more serious and kind of delving into what does this look like to do as a career. I gotcha. I gotcha. Once you've done Bye Bye Birdie, it's all downhill from there, you know. Um, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you know, Quinn, it's interesting. I am friends with a lot of stand-up guys and, um, and, and ladies and, and, and women also. But, um, you know, it's interesting to me because when you hang out with them socially, you expect them to be always on. You know, you just expect yeah. them. And, and they're, they're not. <laughs> you know, that's work. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's <laughs> they very are strange. very right? normal people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you think about it, but, that's like. Oh, finish your thought. Career, thought. in a sense. Mm-hmm. So when they're at work, they're making people laugh. But, like. You don't expect, like, when you hang out with a plumber when they're not working for them to always be, like, fixing your toilet or something like that. So, yeah. But I've definitely met a fair share of people who try to be on all the time. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I don't know. I find it exhausting. I, in in a very limited way, not nearly what you guys are used to, uh, very limited. My day job, I'm a painter. I paint pictures of people and stuff. I've been doing that a long, long time, quarter of a century. And, um, you know, it's, we'll, we'll be hanging out like at my wife's, uh, she's Italian, of course. And, um, so we go over there for Sunday dinner, of course, you know, uh, her parents live three, like three blocks from us. So, you know, it's a free meal. Anyway, we go over there and they always want to do game night afterwards, her sisters and everybody. And when we first started dating, I remember they would always be like, hey, let's do Pictionary. And I'm like, I, I don't want to play Pictionary. No, I, I've been drawing all week long, man. And uh, plus, I'm going to win, and that's no fun, you know. <laughs> um, exactly, yeah. So, no, I get it. I get it. And art shows. You know, when you do art shows, people expect you, you know, you just have to put on this kind of persona. And when they're done, the last thing you want to do is <laughs> continue that, you know. 
don't want to talk about Picasso anymore. Um, Superman's oh, got to take no. off his cape sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. So this is cool. This is a cool film. Hell's Half Acre. Um, now, this dropped uh, just like a week ago, right? End of um, April. And it's yeah, out it's everywhere really- now, right? Uh, it's it's out on Google Play, Tubi, YouTube for rent, and then there's been a bit of a delay on the Amazon release, but that should be that should be out on Amazon within the next week. Nice. I didn't realize it was on Tubi. Hey, you hear that, folks? You you don't have to pay for it if you didn't want to. How about that? Although I would suggest paying there you for go. it because you know these actors they they, they need infinity pools and Lexuses and <laughs> stuff, you know. Um, you know, it's it's just part of it. Um, but no, that's cool. I love Tubi. I, I think Tubi is awesome. Uh, they sure suckered me in on that Super Bowl ad. I, I thought something had <laughs> went wrong with my TV. Um, but good stuff. And they, I couldn't believe Tubi had a Super Bowl ad. I was like very impressed. Uh, very They're very moving cool. Up. I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, that's one thing. And I'm not making light. Please do not send me emails about this. I'm not making light, ladies and gentlemen, about the pandemic. I, I realize it was a terrible thing. Um, and, you know, my, my, it's terrible, terrible. Um, but I will say one of the silver linings about the pandemic is everybody knows how to use a Roku now. Everybody knows how to stream. You don't get those calls from elderly relatives trying to figure it out. They've got it down, um, you know, and uh, I think that's good. That's good. That gives people that are making independent film a place to put those films. Um, now, did you guys film this during the pandemic, or was this shot before? Because I know movie time is different than real time, than civilian time. Yeah, it was during the pandemic. So we primarily shot this in 2021, um, starting wow. in summer of 2021, I believe. Am I, or no, 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 2020. Mm. Yeah. It's so crazy right when you when have the, Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought, Bren. No, no. It was just right when the pandemic was in full swing kind of thing. And it was wild because oh. I know I was initially doing theater and stuff and then the pandemic hits and there's just no live theater anymore. So that's kind of how I fell into this um, from a Facebook audition ad, actually. Um, and we were still able nice. to, you know, because with Indie Horror, we have a smaller cast, a smaller crew. So, And then we're filming in a lot of these huge prison locations where there's space between people. So it's something that we are still able to do within, like, COVID precautions during the pandemic. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. That's awesome. It's, yeah, the location on this is breathtaking. I don't know where it was, but it looked amazing, <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> was a very well done film. Um, this did not look like, and ladies and gentlemen, I know I'm a big supporter of independent film. I, I think it's super important, but I know sometimes it independent film can look a little rough and whatnot. You know, that's in my opinion, part of the charm sometimes, but this film looks like, I mean, there were definitely drones and stuff used, I would assume, because this is a really mm-hmm. well done looking film. You know? Yeah, and I think that's part of the beauty of it is that um, where it is such a low-budget project, I think the people that you get to invest time in that are some of the most passionate people about the work that they do. So those projects end up looking so great because 
these people aren't really here for just a paycheck or it's just another job for them. These people worked on our film, hunted desperately to be there and fought for their spot in the, on that set every day, which I think is really great. Absolutely. And we were so Absolutely. fortunate to get some great locations. Like we, we filmed at some, I, all the prisons that you see are actual abandoned prisons, you know, from similar time, time oh eras as to when um, in the script. So we were really, really fortunate with the locations because everything you see is, I mean, none of those, none of those sets are built, you know, those are all legit. So. It's, it's amazing. It looks so good. And so ladies and gentlemen, here's the gist of it. And I don't want to give anything away. I want everybody to watch the film, but um, you got a group of young urban explorers, um, and, you know, it's interesting, uh, Quinn, because I don't know if you stay in touch with people uh, from back in the, in the Big D, um, yeah. but that's become very popular in Detroit. If there's just so many theaters and stuff. Um, yeah. if, I wanna, if, I, if I have a dinner party and I want to terrorize people, I'm like, yeah, here's a, you know, we turn on the YouTube, on the Roku, and uh, on the big TV, and I'm like, yeah, this is where I grew up, and, and show them. Like those urban explorer videos. You just like, show them Detroit, and they're like, "Oh, turn it off, turn it off." <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh, it's terrible." <laughs> I've heard it's very nice now. I haven't been in like twenty years, but um, Detroit, it, it's really my wife. Keeps when I was growing up, it was it's really um, for sure. But a buddy of mine actually is a filmmaker who also grew up just outside of Detroit, and we would go downtown to like the old Fisher Body Plant. Um, mm. go inside there, film, explore, film, short film there be in high school. So we do have to be careful. There were a couple uh, couple times where we got a little close to, like, their shafts and holes in the floor, but, you know, we made it out all right. So life goes wow. on. Good. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. 
visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com, Earth's Treasures Brought to Light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, she's a fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. That's good. Well, anyway, this is um, this group. They they want to get ratings. Uh, maybe some so that sweet paid sponsorship uh, money, you know, on, on their YouTube channel. So they um, <laughs> they go to this abandoned prison, and there's a couple things, a couple thoughts when this happened. Um, number one, they run into some ghost hunters, and I always thought that because my my wife watches all the ghost hunter shows, uh, the, the ghost uh, shows and whatnot, and she loves them. You can't get enough of them. And I'm always like, you know, there's only so many, like, abandoned hospitals and cemeteries. You would think that, and there's so many ghost shows, you would think that they would run into, like, other people. Um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> filming and stuff. One would think, and, and they do in this. So I thought that was new. I've never seen, seen that done in film. I've had the thought, but I've never seen it done in film. And the other thing is, how much would it suck? If you're in prison, you know, you're a bad dude, you're a crook or criminal or whatever, and uh, you go to jail, and then you die, and then your ghost is in jail. You know, you're looking at maybe, I don't know, 10 years <laughs> as a criminal, and you get out. Yeah. Then you die in prison, and then you're stuck there for eternity. You that get the, that eternal sentence. That's tough. That's tough, man. That's yeah. tougher than life. <laughs> <laughs> That would be my luck or something, you know. Yeah. And I'd yeah. be innocent, and then, you know, and nobody would believe me for eternity. The other ghosts would be like, yeah, yeah. Oh. We've heard it before. <laughs> Get over it. You're stuck in the prison with us. Um, no, but this is cool. And things happen. Number one, the effects on this, really, really well done. The acting was well done. Um, you know. I gave a shit about the characters. I wanted to see what was going to happen. You know, I, to me, that all adds up to good art. And uh, this was definitely that. You guys knocked it out of the park, you know, in my opinion. Um, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's cool to see because, you know, you see so many films and you're like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> but... Um, you know, and it's great when you see a good one, well done. Um, the effects on this. Like I said, there was a guy climbing on the wall, man. Pretty awesome. <laughs> you know? Pretty scary. 
Pretty scary. And there was a lot of scary scenes. When that, that shadow just walked by the, the in front of the shot there, I think that's in the trailer, too. Um, oh, Ooh. man. Gives me goosebumps. Let me ask you this now, and I'm sure everyone's asked you guys this. Are you into this paranormal stuff? Do you guys are you, are you subscribe to that? <laughs> Ghosts and and all that? I am 100% um a believer in all things ghosts and spooks. Um, nice. If anything, filming this movie in these abandoned prisons did nothing but solidify that belief for me. There were very, uh, there were a couple instances where, there, in my at least in my opinion, had some contact with some who are staying a little mm. past their welcome. So, wow. yeah, one hundred percent. Wow. And How about I'm you, a little on the opposite of the sector. And it's interesting because our characters are kind of the opposite of what we are in real life. Because uh, oh. in real life, I, I, you know, I'm, I believe I'm open-minded. However, for the most part, I believe that, you know, things won't really mess with you unless you kind of mess with them and put that energy out there. So while I, a bunch of people kind of felt like, like you know, Quinn was saying they're having experiences on set and stuff, I was a little, uh, I guess, a couple steps removed from that. Not a super strong um, believer in those kind of I things. Gotcha. However, I'm not saying things aren't out there. And I, I think if you put the energy out there and you, you know, go and seek that out and mess with things, absolutely. But it's interesting because our characters in the movie are the exact opposite. Quinn's character is, like, super science-based, does not believe in, you know, anything <laughs> like that, like, He's like, we're not doing ghost hunting on our channel, you know, none of that fake nonsense. And then my character is like, oh, you know, we need to be open-minded and, and kind of see things more for, like, what they are, you know, what they are in the movie. So it's interesting because there are characters and our actual <laughs> feelings are a little soft. Well, and that's why you guys are great actors, you know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> hey, no problem. I can there you go. It's called acting. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's exactly. fantastic. My wife's the same way. My wife's into that. She's, you know, she she's the one. She's like, I heard a noise. Up. I'm like, it's the wind. You know, there's, the amount of times I have had to go out and make sure. And, you know, the crazy thing, we got our crazy dog. And I, I thought, well, this is great. The dog will go out with me uh, to check out the zombies or whatever. Nope. The dog <laughs> stays in with her, and they send me out every time. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, there's a great quote, and I think Poe said it. I could be wrong. I'll probably get emails for, for this, but uh, I'm not sure, people, and I'm paraphrasing. It was something along the lines of, um, I don't believe in ghosts, but I've been terrified of them my entire life. And that's kind of where mm. I'm at on it. But then again, I'm old enough to know, yeah, Jamie, you're wrong sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely could be wrong on that. <laughs> Not out of the realm of possibilities, all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Right. Uh, Anything is possible, right? And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free if you're a VIP member 
you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. That's true. Do you remember that one it time we were doing like a reshoot? 
we were in that room and we kept hearing that whisper from like the other side of the wall. Oh, yeah. I do. Yes, yes, I do and remember we that. We thought it was someone <laughs> on the crew messing with us, but no one was yeah. back there. So that is that's all the oh, proof no. that I need. Okay, that, that, is, that is a terrifying story when you put it like that. I mean, it's true, and but I I I still got to say that there was probably some explanation, but it, it was wild. We literally heard the explanation noise, is like, a oh, joke. Someone for sure. <laughs> just kind of screwing around with us but no one was even back there so i mean maybe maybe oh, maybe i'm man. wrong wouldn't be the first time oh. okay <laughs> oh crazy crazy let me ask you this was this a um and again excuse my ignorance i'm just not in this world uh of filmmaking and whatnot um i know people who are but I, i've never had to do it myself um was this a long uh shoot I think the term is. Oh, man. Um, or was it relatively quick? <laughs> I, I would first... say it was a longer shoot. We sh- are the, the majority mm. of filming was done um, over the time frame of a month. We filmed most days of the week. Yeah, I believe we had, you know, one one or two off, depending. And our we had 12-hour shoots. So we were shooting, like, give or take, depending on the scenes and whether we needed light for the day. So I would – approximately we were filming to – I would say 5 p.m. to 5 a.m.-ish, if not a little bit, wow. like 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah. So, um, and then we had a couple of reshoots kind of here and there. Just We added some scenes later and did some did some additional character stuff. So, but the primary filming was over a month on those 12-hour days. So, it was a lot, but it was, it was awesome. Like, it was just such a blast and... When you're on set working with all those people who just love their craft, it doesn't, you know, those 12 hours fly by. Yeah, that's amazing. 100%. Now, when you're working on a night shoot, like the primarily, a, uh, you know, night shoots um, like this and, and evenings and nights and whatnot, is it, is it hard to switch over, like, your, your non-working time um, to keep <laughs> your, your circadian rhythms and whatnot going? Is that difficult or... Yeah, we're old hats, Jamie. Uh, you know, it's cold to have. I mean, I was just nocturnal, like yeah, completely nocturnal. You. I just, I mean, I just swapped my schedule hundred percent during those times, you know, because I was off my day job. So I just kind of did a little flip flop, and it was okay. It was tough at first, but you get used to it. Yeah, it was a lot of sleeping during Amazing. the day, staying up at night, and I had just moved into like a new apartment at the time, um, and it was in like mm. the backyard of a family's house. So I moved in and then like immediately they would like see me leaving at 7 p.m. and then like returning <laughs> at 7 a.m. and just like crawling into my little apartment. They were probably like, who did we let live in our backyard? <laughs> <laughs> they think you're a serial killer. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> he put the aluminum foil up on the windows immediately and there you go. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully not. Oh my gosh, um, <laughs> not good. We did that when I was in college. I went to school out in Boston, and we had this crazy roommate. And I don't know. We were he had lost a bet, and then he welched on the bet or something. It was some crazy story, and we were all mad at him. And um, and he was kind of a creep anyway. He's kind of a douche. And he had finally got a date with this gal. He had been trying to to get a date with forever. And we had checked. This was back before the internet and whatnot. Um, well, I mean, the internet was around, but we didn't have access to it or anything. 
but we had checked all these Polaroid cameras out uh, from the uh, photography department at art school there and went around for a week, me and like three other guys and taking all these pictures for this uh, one, this poor college girl, you know, we scared the daylights out of her because they came back to the, his room uh, in our apartment and we had set it up like he was a, a crazy killer, you know, like a law and order type killer. With all these pictures. Oh, my pictures goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have That's a second. That's cruel. Uh, she was probably. Yeah, we were. Oh, my gosh. We were mean. He did. Was there a second day? Money. That's what it was. Yeah, he paid from then on. Um, <laughs> but crazy. Don't play the game if you can't, you know, afford to lose. Anyway. There you yeah, go. Yeah, we were, we were, we were terrible in school. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, this is very, very cool. Now, had you worked with any of these folks before, or was this all new people you were working with? It seemed like everybody was real, you know, you had the timing and everything down. I mean, for me, for it me, was. this was. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, this was my first time working with on that set. Um, really special though, because the way John, the writer director um, orchestrated it was that we had like a month of rehearsals leading up to mm. actually filming, which was really great because obviously the story is about a group of close knit friends and came very good friends through that rehearsal process. We would hang out outside of rehearsals. So it, by the time we got to set, cameras were rolling, it was like we had known each other for a long time and we were goofing around and we had that chemistry with each other that I think um, really benefited the story and the characters' relationship. Amazing. Amazing. Well, like I said, it, it really played well on screen. Now, how about you, Bren? Did you know everybody or was this all new people? No, so I, I was in the same boat and this was actually my first um, film. I had just graduated college, so this was my first feature. Nice. And so my first experience kind of with anyone on, you know, in the indie film scene in Chicago. Um, but I totally agree with everything that Quinn said. Like we all got very close, very quick. And I've also worked with so many of these people multiple times since then. I'm working on another project with John right now, actually pretty much a very similar team to um, Hell's Half Acre. And then I've worked with all the actors again. I've worked with the sound guy, the camera guy on a bunch of different projects. It's wild. I've there, There's definitely been some connections that I know are going to be lifelong, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's what I tell everybody. I don't care what business you're in. Be nice to everybody because you just don't know. And things lead to other oh, things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it happens all the time. And that's a good thing. That's good. Now, Quinn, do you have any upcoming uh, projects you're working on that you want to mention? Yeah, I'm working on a a couple things June or at the end of this month, going into June. Um, I'm going back home to Detroit to film a movie out there for a couple weeks, which is going to be very fun. And then I'm headed to Austin, Texas, in the middle of the month to film a movie called L.A. Huh? Crime Story. Um, nice. So yeah, very excited to travel around a little bit, get to get in front of the camera again. It'll be real nice. Nice. Well, on your off hours, watch out for 6th Street in Austin. Oh, my gosh. That'll tear you up. 6th uh, Street in Austin? Yo, yeah. It's a, they, I don't know if they still do, but they used to close the whole street down, and it's just bar after bar after club after club. <laughs> Amazing. A lot of sure fun. to keep my eyes open um, for that. Oh, baby, it's it's, 
it, it, yeah, you'll you'll feel it the next day. Um, very cool. Well, that's that's awesome. Now, are you doing any uh, comedian uh, stand-up work, uh, comedian stuff too, or um, just acting right now? Not so much uh, doing stand-up, but I am writing um, a lot okay. recently. Me and my writing partner are finishing up a uh, pilot episode for a TV show that we're writing, and we're in the last stages of editing that and going to be pitching that around soon, so we're excited about that coming up. Very, very cool. Well, it's awesome, and you guys were awesome, are awesome in this. Um, it's a fantastic film. I want everybody to watch it, and like I said, you know, it, it's on Tubi even, folks, um, and it's everywhere, and you can watch this. Quinn and Bren, you guys got the coolest jobs in the world. I can't even imagine <laughs> You can turn the TV on and see you looking out of it. How cool is that? <laughs> you know, you win. <laughs> Seriously. If you ever wake up in the morning and you're feeling a little rough, you're like, you know what? I'm making silly. I was gonna, How about that? Yeah. It's going to pick me up if I'm having a bad day to be able to turn on the TV and watch me run from some ghosts. Things could always be. Exactly. <laughs> Things could, yeah, there you go. You're not delivering pizzas, right? You're not. Although I, I really like pizza. Um, no, man. That's they, you know the the cool thing. It's crazy because everybody everybody has their passion, everybody has their dreams, and and that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. And everybody wants to be able to make a living doing that. And what I have found, you know, I've been doing mine for like said 20 years now, and I'll tell some tell folks this when you're when you're working for somebody and you have that dream, what you're not realizing is 17 hour days are the norm. That that's a Tuesday, you know, it, it, you'll never have worked so hard for those. And I think that that's, that's a good thing because you appreciate it, then, you know? Um, and I'm sure you guys yeah. are in the same boat uh, with, with that thing and whatnot. It's uh, I don't know. You're real good at it. You're real. I can't believe this is your first uh, feature, Brent. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank um, you. You're hooked now, though. You're hooked now. I am. We're I'm gonna... hooked, man. Can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, when did you know? When did that light bulb go off that, that oh, man, I got to be doing this? You know, this is it. Oh, I mean, that's such a – I guess one in particular that really sticks out is I was in high school um, – I think I was like a freshman and my theater troupe in high school went to a festival in Lincoln, um, Nebraska, beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska. And we saw the show, the show big fish, um, in the lead center. And we were in like the front row and after the show during curtain call, obviously huge standing ovation. And my theater director, Dr. Moss, who is incredible. And I wouldn't be doing this had I not known him pointed to me and he was like, Hey, look behind you. And I looked and saw the entire mezzanine, the entire orchestra just be so moved by this piece of art. And that was the moment where I was like, wow, if I can even come close to being a fraction of this amount of people with art, then that's the life well lived. So from then on, it was kind of, I'm going to dedicate my time to trying to make this happen. So that's just kind of what I've been doing since. Absolutely. Well, you know, and it's, it's cool once you have a taste of whatever your passion is, folks, um, you know, be careful because 
<laughs> you got to be doing it then after, you know, once you get that taste. It'll get you. It'll get you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it, it's, it's just, you know, people always, it, it's funny, you go to dinner parties or barbecues or whatever, and one of the standard trope jokes that somebody who thinks they're clever will say, well, why are the Rolling Stones still on tour, you know? And I'm like, well, they don't need the money. They're hooked on that audience <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Uh, and and that's why a lot of movie stars and rock stars and people like, uh, you know, who, that are doing that can get into problems uh, with substance abuse and, and what have you because they're trying to take that shortcut of, um, you know, getting that same feeling, which they never do. <laughs> you know, it's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. You guys are in an awesome film that's out all over the world. You know, I know it's a lot of work, but it's so cool that it happened. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'd be sharing that all over Instagram. Everybody I went to high school. Yes, Jamie, we know. We know. You told us 87 times. We get it. <laughs> well, just in case guess what? <laughs> Yeah, no. Very, very cool. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, congratulations, you guys. This is uh, very, very cool. I can't wait to see more work by you guys because you're so good. Seriously. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. We that's appreciate so nice. that. Very, very cool. Well, I know I've kept you a little longer than I said I would. I apologize about that, but you're fascinating to talk to. Um, guys, keep doing what you're doing. You're real good at it. <laughs> you know, seriously. <laughs> And break a leg on all your future endeavors, you know? Thank well, you thank so you so much. much. It's been a pleasure chatting, and, yeah, thank you for everything. Absolutely. I'm sure you, with as much work as you guys are doing, I'm sure we'll have you back on the show soon with the next project, you know? Hopefully. Uh, very, very cool. That'd be great. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And, hey, folks, I forgot to mention, uh, this is being distributed by Terror Films. And, and those guys are no joke. They, uh, you know, they, they know talent. So that's something right there, you know. Very, very, this is a great movie. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we're going to convert this to a podcast. We're going to blast it out everywhere on the social uh, media platforms. And on all the podcasting, we're, in a, we're on over 700 of those. Um, it's amazing that there's 700 podcasting platforms. But... There are, uh, at a minimum, that I know about. That's just the ones I know about, and we're on them all. Um, also, uh, when we convert this, we have a couple links up uh, to Distant Star Films and the Hell's Half Acre Facebook page and IMDb, the IMDb and all that. Those links stay active. So if you're listening to this podcast in the future, hello from the past. Thank you for listening. Um, but there will be some links listed on the page there, like if you're on Pandora or Spotify or whatever. And... Um, uh, those are active, so just click on them, and you can get right over there. And um, you know, and if you want to uh, keep up with uh, Bren and Quinn, uh, I'm sure they're both on Facebook and all that. And like and share, check out their exciting, you know, movie stars, film stars. Um, you know, check in on them, see what's going on in their life. I'm sure a lot. <laughs> so very, very cool. And there's a link to my page and all that, too, up there. So uh, very, very cool. Um, well, we will see you all next week. Matter of fact, 
I've been a little behind. Uh, this has been, like I said, a kind of a zany week for us this week. I will be posting tonight the new shows. We've got a couple shows coming up next week. I've just been late putting it on the uh, website. Uh, give me a couple hours, folks, and those will be up, uh, all the shows for next week. We, we always do two or three every week. And uh, I apologize about that, but I'll have that up tonight. That's, that's my fun. I don't know when this happened. I used to have fun Friday nights. Um, no, posting stuff to the website is fun. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it sure isn't going to clubs and stuff. Oh, can't do that anymore. I'm old. Anyway, tune in next time. We will see you then. Thank you so much, Quinn and Bren, for being on the show. You guys are awesome. Thank you oh, so much. Thank you. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, de Harry Hicks from Sverige. Och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.